starting with verse 22. We'll be reading through the second verse of chapter 6. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, competing against one another, envying one another. My friends, if anyone is detected in a transgression, you who have received the Spirit should restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Take care that you yourselves are not tempted. Bear one another's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. On that night that Jesus gave Himself up for us, He sat with His disciples in an upper room and He said to them, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. And what Jesus was talking about was giving His life for them. That He was going to give His very life for them. And He's called on them to give themselves up for others. And it sounds like a high command. It sounds like a tall command. It sounds like an unattainable goal. But the Apostle tells us that if we will live by the Spirit, then faithfulness and gentleness will be part of God's fruit in us. That generosity will be part of God's life in us. And dear ones, I saw those three things in these young people this week. And the people that you sent into ministry, I watched them bear other people's burdens. All through the week, we were confronted with our own weaknesses, our own brokenness, our own hurts, our own sadnesses, our own joys, our own happinesses. And every time one of these children was at the front of that church to pray, one of these young adults that I highly respect and love, others were there with them, their arms around them, holding them, praying with them. You would have been so proud. Bearing one another's burdens is our highest calling. It is who we are called to be. And I saw all of these little dear ones do that. Children that we've watched grow up, some who have come to us from other places, become part of us. I watched them become a family. You sent them to that and I give you thanks for it. And I want to share with you a story that was told to us. One of the houses that we worked on last year, the woman who lived there was a hoarder um, of gargantuan proportion. Who worked on that house here last year? Two of us worked on it. Where's Caitlin? Raise your hand, Caitlin. And Caitlin worked on that house last year. Three of us. This lady has called Matthew Havis, our camp director, several times during the year 
and, and talk with him about things she couldn't find, and he would just have to tell her, well, you know, we probably threw that away. Well, finally he ended up at her home to talk with her um, because she was looking for a tambourine that she used to play with the children at her church when she sang with them. And so Matthew went and bought her a tambourine and took it to her and talked to her. And here are some things that we learned that have happened since. Now, Matthew said that he was afraid he was going to go back and find out that, that she, she had gone right back to hoarding and that her house was just like it had been because these, these people before you will tell you you couldn't walk into the house. She hadn't been in her bedroom in seven years. Six years. A long time. <laughs> her children, her, her parents took her children from her because of the way her life was. They had to. And this woman lived in that mess that she created out of a lifestyle of hurt and, and tears and, and sorrows. And last year, we sent people to her. Christ sent people to her. And what we learned is that her house is as clean today as it was when that group of, of young men and women left. Her grandchild now spends the night with her. Her life has been healed. Her life has been healed. Because churches like ours helped bear her burden. They're going to tell you about the work they did this year and the changes they saw in their homeowner and in themselves. But what I want you to know is that that goes on. That change will continue in those people's lives and they will affect others. One of our homeowners was telling Matthew yesterday about her sister's house. And how much she could use help. One of the people that we impacted hadn't had water in her house in seven months. No water. You guys are up. Shane looks like you're first. So, um, this year at Salkahatchee, it was, it was stressful. Um, I'm not going to lie. Well, everybody had a lot of stuff to work on, personal, physical, the houses. Um, but with worship, our, our key topic was family. Because everybody that goes there, everybody that gets sent there, or everybody that's coming is part of a family. It was said, I think, on Wednesday night. That you can belong before you believe. Tuesday? Okay, it was Tuesday night. But you can belong in our family before you believe. So that kind of hit me hard because most of the time I don't believe, but I belong. So um, that was a rough night, and every night after that was a rough night. So it, it kept hitting me harder and harder each night that I was actually a part of somebody's family that I didn't believe I was a part of. So... Um, but my house, uh, my first year, 2013, I actually worked on this same house. House, um, I put a roof over her porch, 
which had holes in it. That was the year I fell through, fell through the roof. Um, well, one of the years. And uh, <laughs> this year, though, we worked on her bathroom. And this is, probably, this is the first year I went to Salkahatchee and hadn't been on a roof, which was a shocker for me because I love doing the roof. Um, this definitely wasn't my first choice of houses because I've worked on it before and I didn't want to be inside of a house. But I think it was my third choice, and they put me on this house, which I was kind of upset with when I found out Sunday. I was like, Man, I've already worked on this house. I didn't want to be on this house this year. But honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, she, her name is Miss Bonnie Powell. Her grandma, Miss Granny Coot, um, she died right before Christmas. That lady was the sweetest woman you will ever meet. And it was hard to walk in that house and know that she wasn't there because she put a smile on our faces every day of the week when she was still there. But Miss Bonnie carried out her legacy and put a smile on our faces every day. She'd be up at 7 o'clock waiting on us from 7 till we got there to 8. And when we got there at 8, she'd come out on the porch and she would do devotion with us. She'd cry with us. She'd laugh with us. She even got in a water fight with us, and this lady's almost 80 years old. <laughs> um, at the beginning of the week, though, she was kind of frustrated with me and my site leader, Adam, because she knew she wasn't going to have a bathroom for at least a day. Um, and we kind of beat, me and Adam beat ourselves up because we didn't have the bathroom done by Monday night. And we felt bad for leaving her there without running water, a toilet, a shower, and... We went in there Tuesday morning with our heads held high, and we were like, we got to get it done before lunch. we got to get it done before lunch. So we tore the floor up, everything. You couldn't even walk into the bathroom without falling through the floor or putting your hand on the wall and falling through that. Um, so we got that done. We got the new floor in by Tuesday at lunch. Well, we got back Tuesday after lunch and was going to put the toilet in so she could at least have the toilet Tuesday night and come to figure out the floor was a half inch lower than it should have been. So she had to go Monday and Tuesday without a toilet and she was like, well, I'm not going out to the porta potty at night because I don't want nobody to grab me. <laughs> uh, I looked at her, I said, I don't blame you there. And um, so we came back Wednesday morning. We were like, we got to get it done. We got to get it done. Come to find out we did stuff wrong. And Tuesday, right before we left that evening, me being me, I had to break something this week, so I broke a shower pipe. And I kind of beat myself up a little more than I should have. And she went another night without a bathroom. And she was getting frustrated. She'd look at us, give us mean looks, which I would too. I like, I can't go a day without a bathroom. Um, but. We went in there Thursday. We're like, we got to get it done. We got to get it done. We still didn't get it done. She went from Sunday night to Friday at 5:30 without a bathroom. That's hard. Like I couldn't do that. She hadn't had a shower since Sunday morning. And then she told us yesterday when we got there, she's like, "That's the best shower I've had in seven years." 
<laughs> I was like, well, I hope so, because we worked hard on it. Um, but we did the bathroom. That was our main project. And then we painted the outside of our, her house, which we probably got more paint on each other than we did the house. But um, it, was, it was something different. And uh, Satan was really testing me this week because of the bathroom and uh, some of the personal problems I struggle with. But he was, he was pushing, but God pushed him back farther. So that's how my week went. Hi. So this was my first year going to Salkahatchee. Last year, I was too hesitant to go, so I didn't go. Um, worship. It was the first night we worshiped. It was hard. Each night it got harder and harder for me. But as each day got easier, got harder. And meeting the new people that we met, it was just crazy because of all the people crying and being seeing the um, tears come out it was just hard, harder and harder. Um, meeting new people you didn't know that they prayed for you, but so yeah. And then working on the house, it was the first day we got there. Everyone had huge, big eyes on their faces, and it was we knew it was going to be hard to work on that house. We had to redo the whole roof. There was holes in the roof that caved in. We had to do the whole underpinning of under the house. And then we had to fix the bathroom. We had to paint the bathroom. We built stairs in the back. The back was filled with stuff that they didn't use in like five years. And there was a bunch of trees there. And then we built a small porch for their front, for the front of their house. We thought we we were going to have time to paint the stairs and the porch, but we didn't have time. We were taking the leftover underpinning out that was, that was there before, and we busted a water pipe, had to fix that. We had to make sure all the nine kittens that were under that house living there had that were out, and they didn't like that. They um, We had to take the underpinning out, deal with black widows and weird bugs that I've never seen before. And we did that. We had They had two play sets. We, well, the daughter wanted to keep her play set. And then this, the other son, he didn't, um, he wanted it gone. So we took that down. Then we um, just did yard work around the house. He had a bunch of trees. Um, so, yeah, that was my first time at Salkahatchee, and I can't wait to go back again. So this is my first year going to Sakahatchee, and y'all, I'm shook. I can't. I, so it was really, it was fun, but at the same time, it was really hard. 
because on Tuesday, Monday, a guy passed out, and then on Tuesday, me, myself, and I had to pass out. So I could not work for the rest of the week. And I was so frustrated. I thought, like, I was, like, I was snapping at people. Every time I had to, like, there was these things called runners who had to go pick up supplies and, like, deliver them to the sites. And I had to be one. And every time that I was made to be one, I started crying because I did not want, I wanted to go to site and help all the people that were on my site. Um, And I felt really useless and frustrated. And then when I finally got to go back to my site, I still couldn't do anything. And me being stubborn, tried to do work, which only made me have to be a runner again. (laughs) And that same day, when I was a runner, um, one of my friends on my site wasn't feeling good. So she got taken to church, so I went to the church and started, you know, I stayed with her. So then me and her got put on the cross duty, so we had to do the cross. You know, I'm not going to lie, the cross ended up pretty good. Just saying. But um, even though I wasn't able to work as much as I would have liked to, um, God still worked in me. And I could tell it worked in um, everybody else at the camp. I met a bunch of new people made a lot of good relationships. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Okay, I'm done. Hi, I'm Amanda. This is my second year at Sakahatchee, and I was thankful to be on the side with Pastor David. We had two main projects on our house. We had to build a roof over the first deck and build a completely new back deck. Our homeowner was Miss Pat. We originally called her something different, but we found out that it wasn't her name. (laughs) But she didn't really care because she was just really thankful for us all to be there. And I was able to screw in screws and do a bunch of things that I've never done before. And the biggest part about doing that was just seeing everybody come together even though we didn't know each other and just combine as one big family. Um, During worship, everyone was having fun and this one lady, I don't know her name, but she would always, Miss Mike, her name is Miss Mike and she would always like hooting and hollering, making everybody all excited to get ready to go back to the site until everyone just felt God in the room, and then everything just got better from there. It was hard at first, but then everything just got easier. And then, so that kind of helped get people to know each other and build stronger relationships. Um, I don't really know what else to say, but um, thank you for sending me. I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to go back next year. This was my first year at Sakahachi, and <laughs> sorry. Um, before I went, everyone said 
It was really life-changing, and at first I didn't believe them, but then once I was there, I was like, it is life-changing. And like the first few days I, before Wednesday, I felt kind of left out because I didn't know any of the worship songs like anyone else did and all of that. But then by Wednesday worship, it was like I felt his presence and all of that throughout the whole entire week. And I felt like a different person, and I felt changed. And um, I'm really a shy person, probably you can tell, but um, (laughs) I actually made two new friends, and it was really good. And the house we worked on, it was really different for me because I've never done anything like this before. Um, They were really nice, and they made us banana pudding and stuff, and that was really good. Um, So... I worked on the tiling and all of that, and I did nails, like ripped the nails out of the wall, and like everyone was really nice, and everyone worked really hard. Um, and my symbol, like when I, my symbol was the staple in the wall that I ripped out because there was so much holding this staple down. Like, my shyness can hold me down a lot, and I was able to break out of my shell a little and be with people who I knew didn't judge me, and everyone was all together, and I felt really at home, and I don't think I've ever been this happy I've ever been, and it was a really good experience, and thank you so much for being able for me to go and experience this. Okay. morning you guys all right so this is my second year at Sakahatchee um this year was completely different from last year um last year I got to work with two other girls from the church so it was kind of easier I guess you could say um this year I was by myself but I did have the same exact site leader as last year so that helped a little bit and me and her grew a lot closer um but my site was Miss Kathy Um, I actually knew I wanted her like a week in advance because we got like an email of everybody's name. And once I saw Kathy, it was done because Kathy stick together. (laughs) So um, for her house, we redid the porch because her porch was like lopsided and the wood was really old. Like we literally picked the porch up and like lifted it off the house. That's how bad it was. Um... So inside, we, she needed new tile. Um, she had a stove that she wanted put in the house and the old one taken out, but it turned out that the stove um, just didn't fit with, like, the plugs. So we got her a new one. Um, we got her some new hoses for her washer. Um, we put those in, and um, she wanted to paint her doors Um, because they were like an old like brown color and she wanted them to match her new porch so her and her granddaughter um, picked yellow as the color because it just brightens up everything Um, so her front door and her side door and her back door were all yellow Um, we actually extended her porch and added little plant holders and added steps that went down the side and there were steps going out the front so that she could go out into her backyard because she did have a very big backyard um 
what else did we do? Um, when we were painting the front door, I noticed that she had like a railing across the front porch, um, but it wasn't attached. Like you could just like push it and it was going to fall over. So we actually were going to put new boards up, but we decided to take it down completely. And we left two posts um, that were actually concreted in, but they were still a part of the porch. Um, and we painted those yellow and hung little flowers off the side. It was very cute. Um, I think that is all we did in her house. Um, but she was a pretty awesome lady. She actually helped um, move a bunch of stuff. She cleaned out her backyard. Um, so, yeah, that was about the house. Um, with worship, um, noticing that a lot of people go up front to the altar um, is pretty awesome to know that their like, shyness, like Abby, and like a bunch of other people just walking up there and getting on their knees and crying in front of like 150 plus people is pretty impactful. And um, while I'm like sitting there watching all these people go up front, it kind of questions me as to why we don't do that. All right, I'm back. Okay. So it like questions why my church doesn't do that. And it might be because you're scared. Or um, that you don't feel comfortable. But you have to know that all of us and everyone else... is here for you, and that any church service, if you feel the need to come up front and you have faults that you just need to lay down, I would do it, because it makes a big change. So, yeah. Hi, everybody. Um, on my site, we worked, we did Miss Sam, who was our, our homeowner. She is a special ed a teacher's assistant at one of the elementary schools. And um, my site, one of my site leaders did the math. He said that she has come in contact with 11,000 students in, like, the time period that she had been teaching. And um, we redid her whole roof, and I didn't fall off. Um, I got pretty close, but I, my nail, a nail got caught on my shorts, and it ripped it, but I didn't fall off. <laughs> and we ran into some hornets, and that was not fun. Um, but we also sheetrocked a couple places in her ceiling where she had really bad leaks. Um, she had had those, for, those leaks for about two years, just putting buckets underneath it every time it rained. Um... We retiled her bathroom floor and put in a new toilet. Um, we also painted a back room and her ceiling in her living room. And we replaced her water heater and her washer and dryer. And actually, the Saturday that we went for the tours, that night, she had a grease fire in her kitchen. So it was completely black and her, stu- her stove was ruined, so we had to replace that. 
Um, we had a really fun time on site, and we really interacted with Miss Sam a lot. And she actually fed us lunch one day. It was really good. We had meatball subs. Um, and so, yeah, that's all for our site. We had one run-in with the rain, and we were on the roof, and it was really stressful, but we had a good group of people. Um, as far as the worship goes, I know everybody said, like, it was really hard and everything, and it was, but I was, well, everybody was going through some things that they needed to work out, and just feeling like you belong in a place like that is really amazing, because I felt way more like I belonged this year than last year, and I was, when I got partially through, like, through what I was going through, I just wanted to try to help um, the other people with what they were going through, like, everybody, even the ones I didn't know, and one of my friends was having a really hard time every night. She was crying, and she, I didn't want, like, I didn't ask her to tell me what was happening except for once, and I just sat there with her while she was crying, and I just wanted everybody to know that they were loved, so... Hi, um, I'm Sarah. I'm losing my voice, so just be warned with that. Um, I was going to have Amanda speak for me, but I figured I could give you more than just a sheet of paper because what what happened this week, like, well, what happened last week is worth more than just a few words. So I was on the site, and my homeowner was Miss Juanita Webb, and she was truly one of the most, like, kindest souls I've ever met in my entire life. And she was so grateful. Whenever we, we hammered something in, she would thank the Lord. And she just, she was, she was just an incredible, incredible person. And last year was my first year of Sakahatchee. And I was on a site with two people I knew. One was a friend, one was a sister. And so I was, I was more comfortable then. And this year I got a site with nobody I knew. I was completely, like, I was, I was alone in knowing nobody because everybody else on that site knew them. Like, they knew each other. And then I was a little nervous at first, but then I became very, very close friends with each of them. And I'm going to miss them so, so much because... They understood my humor, they laughed with me, they made fun of me a lot, and I made fun of them. And it was just, it was a great experience to meet those people. And they were just such great, genuine people that you don't get to meet a lot in high school, and you don't get to, you, you just don't get to see those types of people. And they come around once in your life, and I met them. And I couldn't be more grateful for them. And on my site, we had to build an enclosed porch, and we also had to repaint the kitchen, and we had to redo the bathroom entirely, and the back bedroom. So it was a lot of work, and we thought we would actually be done by, like, Thursday, and we thought we'd have a free day Friday to do little things. But we actually finished around 515 
and we finished everything that we had to, but nothing extra. And we were all a bit frustrated Thursday because the bathroom was not complete, the tiles were not on the floor, she had no flooring, the toilet wasn't in by Monday, which we expected it to be, and we just weren't very happy with that. But we did it, and I'm really proud of all of us for pushing through it. And one of the guys, like Leanne was talking about, he was the one who passed out, and he was from my site. And I felt, a bit, I, felt, I felt guilty a little bit for him passing out because he told us the entire day he wasn't feeling good. But then he got better, and he came back to the site, and he was a runner, and he built the cross. And I think we also formed um, a closer friendship. And it was just really nice the entire week to have those friendships that you don't get a lot. And... Um, with worship, I, I'm not a very, I, I don't like to present my emotions very clearly, and I'm kind of distant with emotions because I don't like to cry at all. I just, I don't like to. And so up until Friday, I did not cry whatsoever, and I felt kind of heartless a little bit for not crying, just, but I just, I didn't. And I always went up to the altar to comfort everybody else. But I felt like I looked like a zombie the entire time because I just, I didn't cry. But then Friday, I think everybody gave me some space and we were at the fire. And then I finally cried. And I was a little proud of myself. <laughs> but <laughs> I, formed, um, I, I formed a pretty close relationship with Christ. And I'm really thankful for it because I was struggling with some things with... Um, some things going on in my life, and I just, I'm glad I got the time to think through them and to think through what I really wanted. And I'm just really, really, really grateful for all of you for supporting the youth and um, helping send us and some other people to Sakahatchee. So, thank you. Good morning. Well, afternoon. You're number eight in the books. Um, <laughs> uh, this was my eighth year going, and I apologize. I am losing my voice as well. I've been like this for about half the week. Um, so I worked on the same side as Leanne. You know, we did the porch. We did the plumbing. We redid the floors in our bathroom and our kitchen. We did the cabinets. Um, redoing things on a site, that's normal. This year was very different. Um, I, and it was different because of what happened off of a site. We didn't see our homeowner that much, so we didn't get to be very close to her. We saw her in the mornings. We did devotion with her. She cried every morning, during every prayer, during every devotion, during every piece of scripture we read, she cried. Um, she just loves God so much, and she was so thankful for us being there. Um, and we were so thankful for her for allowing us to be there, and we're so glad we were able to help her. However, um, off of the site was fantastic. Um, you know, they spoke about how we talked a lot about how we are a family. Um, Saugahatchee is a family. And you all are part of our family as well. We, without every one of you, we wouldn't be able to go to this. We wouldn't be able to be a part of this. You are our Saugahatchee family just as much as the people that were at that camp. Um, so thank you so much, and 
Welcome to our family. <laughs> um, like Kathy said, it's very impactful to see people come down and pray and be a part of something. Um, and you shouldn't be scared of the altar. The altar is a wonderful place. It's not scary. It's actually pretty comfortable. Um, don't be afraid of it. Um, you know, I was like Sarah. I actually only like teared up like once or twice, but I didn't really cry. And most of you know I am a crier. Like, it doesn't bother me to cry. But I told David on Friday, and he laughed at me a lot. I said, I can't help but smile. I said, I have Jesus jitters. And he said, huh? I said, I get Jesus jitters. I said, I can't help but smile. I can't stop moving. I'm just so excited that Jesus is in the life of all of our kids and all of the the youth that were there and all the adults that were there. I said, I just can't help but smile. And I just, I walked around the fire the whole time Friday smiling and You know, I prayed with the kids smiling, and it was wonderful. And, you know, it was, I think, one of the biggest moments of the week for me, though, was on Friday night as we were leaving the bonfire, little boy, it was his rookie year, um, he was on my site. He came up to me, and he pulled me aside, and he said, Bobby, i got something important to tell you. And I said, well, what's going on? You know, is everything okay? He said, I've just been saved, and you played a major part in that, and I just wanted to let you know. He said, I've never, he said, I've been to church my whole life. I've said I love Jesus, he said, but I've never let Jesus save me, and because of you and because of the impact you've made on me, I just was saved. And I just smiled and gave him a big hug, and I told him how much I loved him. And, um, you know, it's a big deal. It is. It's a really big deal. And you don't realize the difference that little things in this camp make. You don't realize the difference it makes for an adult to pull a youth aside and say, hey, I love you, you know, for an adult to pull a youth aside and say, here, I'm going to teach you how to do something or ask them what they think. And a lot of youth are not asked what they think, and that's not okay. They have brilliant minds, sweethearts, big hearts, and they just want to love people. And... I think that that's what this camp does for a lot of young people and a lot of adults as well, is it allows them to feel like a valued person um, in this world. And I know that's what it's done for me. I actually cried really hard before camp a few months ago. Um, You know, I just started a new job back at the beginning of the year. I didn't think I was going to get to go this year. I didn't think I was going to get to take all of my my little children with me. to Sakahatchee. I didn't think I was going to get to be a part of that. And, you know, God works in mysterious ways, and God was able to allow me to go. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about patience and self-control. The fruits of the Spirit were my friend this week. Um, it was a very different year for me. Uh, I was, I mean, I was an adult on site last year, but I was like, deemed as a site leader this year. Um, you know, we had three of them, and that was a little mind-blowing, a little overwhelming at times. But it's very different. Um, and I'm just so grateful for all of you and for all of them being willing to give up their 4th of July week instead of being on the lake and swimming in pools and eating hot dogs and hamburgers, being willing to give, give up their life for the week for Jesus um, and for these homeowners. And, you know, Jesus is really the only reason we have freedom. You know, without him, it wouldn't, all the fighting for freedom wouldn't matter. So I just wanted to let you know that you are a part of our family, and we love you, and we're just so grateful 
that we have all of you to hug and to love and to smile and to cry with. And, you know, like I said, it's okay to be scared of the altar, but it's not a scary place. And um, one of the songs we sang all week was called Come to the Altar. And, you know, altars are anywhere you decide to make them. So I just thank you so much. Welcome to our family, and we love you.